In this podcast, a review of the new special enrollment period established by the CMS, which is the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. We're going to talk about five things that you can do to make adjustments during this period, which ends on June 30th. Let's go. Hi, everybody. My name is Jay O. I'm the author of Maximize Your Medicare, Qualify for Benefits, Protect Your Health, and Minimize Your Costs. The official website for the book, www.maximizeyourmedicare.com. You know, on the front page there, you can click on Ask Jay. And I've been, the last podcast, I answered three questions that have been sent by letter by, by people from around the country. You can send yours privately, and I will do my best to respond to you directly within 24 hours. There is no cost for this, and for those questions that I think have wide appeal, maybe used as an example, I will keep your name, of course, confidential. You know, it's last thing before we get started, which is that in addition to the website for the book, is that you do need to keep updated here. And, you know, sometimes I see that people have listened to old podcasts where are multiple years old. The reality is that there have been tweaks. There have been adjustments to these rules, modifications. The conclusions from three years ago may not be the same as they are today. That's the very nature of what's going on in Medicare. And there's a whole long list of reasons why this is the case. And it's not necessarily negative. For example, if you compare Medicare Advantage from five years ago to today, you will find substantial improvements in benefits and costs for Medicare beneficiaries. So let's get started. So what happened is that as a result of COVID-19 and the pandemic, there have been you know, this idea of Medicare special enrollment period. And this usually happens when there's a disaster, a natural disaster, like an earthquake or, you know, a hurricane, for example. When these types of things occur, that certain locations get granted a special enrollment period specific to that location. Well, you know, along those same lines, you could possibly call the pandemic a disaster, which, you know, of course, 100,000 lives lost in the United States alone certainly qualifies for disaster. That's my personal opinion. But anyway, the fact of the matter is, is that the CMS has created this special enrollment period. Now, the unfortunately, what had happened is the full set of facts, the full set of you know, what you can and cannot do, they didn't really package it as prettily as they could have. In other words, you know, it seemed to, it was quite vague. And there were little pockets where it wasn't exactly clear. So a little bit of time has passed. And now I think that we can, you know, post today's podcast, which is that, you know, I think we have a very good handle on what you can and cannot do. The first thing you can do is you can change your Medicare Advantage plan, meaning 
that if you are a current enrollee of a Medicare Advantage plan, you can change it. You can change it once and change to a different Medicare Advantage plan. Now, the people say, okay, why would I want to do this? Some people might ask you, you know, well, why would I ever want to change my Medicare Advantage plan even mid-year? Well, the re there are a lot of reasons, actually, a very long list of reasons. Um, the first of which is that you find out that your plan has changed in a way that doesn't suit you as well in 2020 as it did last year. What are simple examples of this? You may have found out that the formulary had changed, meaning the approved drug list. You may have found out that a, your network or that a particular favored provider, your favorite specialist, for example, has gone from in-network to out-of-network. And if you had an HMO, you would be faced with the entire cost of going to your specialist, your favorite specialist, who is now no longer in-network, but is defined as out-of-network. These would cause problems. In other words, the benefits of your plan may not be as fitting for you. A last one would be you know, maybe that the benefits at another plan, even if the networks and the prescriptions were all kind of the same, that the benefits at a different plan may be better for you in the sense that the co-pays could be lower, the out-of-pocket maximums could be lower, for example, the deductibles lower. This is common, okay? And people say like, well, if I just stay with my plan and I never wasn't affected by it, well, I'll just like leave it alone. That really isn't the point. And the easiest analogy, and maybe, you know, the closest analogy I could bring to you is the following, is let's just say you had a 2016 model year Camry, okay? And, you know, it performed perfectly well, Toyota Camry, high quality car, allegedly, uh, not my favorite, but that's fine, that you say tomato, I say tomato, that's fine, but now it's year 2020, and you have the right to change to that new model, or you can change to, I don't know, Nissan Sentra, Honda, what is it? I guess Hyundai or Honda Accord, certainly, Hyundai Sonata. Let's say you get to change cars, not only model years, but entirely different brand, and do not have to pay a cost for that. Do you do it? Well, you may or may not, but you certainly check the market, right? I mean, this is in consumer reports. If I, if you saw, hey, you get to change up and trade up in model year alone for no different, for zero different costs, and you don't have to pay a cost to switch out, you definitely do that. Under Medicare Advantage, the stunning highly high percentage of people never change. And I will dare to say, because I know this from my clients, that many aren't looking until I nudge them, until I nudge them and send out emails on the Maximize Your Medicare newsletter, you know, that to remind them to do this. Nevertheless, they don't. And, you know, I can't force them to. They are ultimately the consumer. I always say that that you're the consumer, that's your money, that's your set of benefits. You're the one who has to you know, be confident and comfortable. That all said, 
the fact of the matter is that these features are changing and they and there are there is intense pressure by sellers so in my example right the 2020 camry is superior to the 2016 camry let's presume that i think that that's safe to say it's not like honda honda was sitting on their thumbs watching camry improve without making their adjustments they would have they have right whatever you want to call it the force of the market competition the huge medicare market has provided strong incentives so strong in fact there are new entrants new medicare advantage sellers carriers insurance companies entering entering markets they're not exiting markets they're entering markets that should tell you what you should need, need to know that they are highly motivated to try to win your business and they have done so effectively by improving their benefits in one way or another this is your time you can do that you know normally this every year this ends on march 31st not this year you get the second quarter as well june 30th you can make the change once the second one is that for those persons who are totally unsatisfied with medicare advantage you can cancel your medicare advantage plan and return to original medicare which is part a and part b and we'll get to the prescription portion in a moment who are you well for some of you for example you just don't get the networks to work or the co-pays etc the coverage of medicare advantage is completely dissatisfactory to you it is possible this is the time that you can cancel your medicare advantage plan and then you can go and use the other options that i'm about to present to you or the other things that you can do during this special enrollment period and that is the subject of the third point the third thing you can do is in conjunction with the second point meaning you've canceled your medicare advantage plan you can enroll in medicare part d that's no problem and that's kind of necessary because in many cases if you've had a medicare advantage plan you've had a medicare advantage plan which included prescription drug benefits well if you cancel your medicare advantage prescription drug plan then you will have no prescription drug benefits so if you don't buy a part d then what will happen is that will subject you to late enrollment penalties for part d when you try to sign up in the future cms is keeping track of the fact that you are having continuous prescription drug coverage okay so while you can exercise your right of the second point which is you can cancel your medicare advantage plan the third point kind of has to work hand in hand which is that you can and probably should enroll in a part d plan there are exceptions to this there's always exceptions right i'm giving you rules i'm giving you rules if you have special situations you can contact me but what is a very largely known one well if you have your prescription drug benefits paid by the veterans administration okay that is kind of like the very largest population in the united states of as an example of those people who may want to have original medicare but don't have or don't 
require prescription drug benefits because they get them, you know, they get them provided by the VA. The fourth thing that you can do here and is that you can apply for Medigap during this period if you followed along with steps point two and point three. For example, let's just say that you wanted to move and that you didn't want to deal with the hassle of identifying another Medicare Advantage plan in your new location. Maybe your networks are so fragmented in where you live that you cannot find the good combination of networks to kind of create um, a single structure where in within Medicare Advantage, which fits all of your doctors, your specialists, your clinics, hospitals. You know, in, in theory, that is true. Maybe you don't like the fact that you get nickeled and dimed, meaning that you get co-pays for your x-rays or CT scan, and then a separate one for blood work, etc., etc. These are reasons that people generally do choose Medigap when they do choose it. Um, and so this is that window which opens up, meaning that the third point, which is that you can cancel your Medicare, you can buy a Part D and along with this one, allows you to have Medicare Part A, Medicare Part B, a standalone prescription plan, which is Medicare Part D, along with a Medigap plan. Now, a very, very important word of caution. In a way, if this is the path that you want to pursue, it's really, really important to first get accepted by Medigap. And the reason for that is the last thing I want to have someone do is cancel their Medicare Advantage plan, enroll in Part D, which is no problem, but then enroll in Medigap or apply for Medigap and then be rejected by the carrier. Okay, I said that you have the right to apply for Medigap. That doesn't mean that the sellers have to accept you. Okay. Now, are there exceptions here? There are a very long list of those exceptions. Number one, let's just take the easiest ones. You're first turning 65, right? So you're, you're still within Medicare, Medigap open enrollment period. There's nothing that can stop you. In other words, you could be all sorts of sick. If you're 65.25 years old and you want Medigap, you could have canceled your Medicare Advantage plan, which was step two, point two from this podcast, and then go to Medigap. Yes, you're going to be accepted. Nothing will disrupt the federal Medigap open enrollment rules. Nothing. Okay. What I'm saying here is that if those federal rules don't have expired, the window, the windows that exist for the fact that you are going to be certainly accepted by Medigap, then you may have to face medical underwriting. And if you fail that, you cannot just simply cancel your Part D plan and revert back to your Medicare Advantage plan. You cannot do that during this period. You cannot. 
You can do that during the annual election period, which runs from October 15th through December 7th. You cannot do that here in this special enrollment period. You can only make these changes once, once, okay? So let's, you started at Medicare Advantage plan, you've canceled, you have enrolled in a Part D plan, you've been accepted, you then enroll in a Medigap plan and get rejected, now you're in a pickle. You have Part A, Part B, you have Part D. You can't go back to your old Medicare Advantage plan. You cannot because you have used your one-time right to change plans to can change or cancel your Medicare Advantage plan. And what you end up facing is Medicare Part A and Part B, and you have the very fundamental risk of the federal card, which is Part A and Part B alone, which is you have no annual out-of-pocket maximum limit. And this is, I'm not sure how many times I, I write this in Maximize Your Medicare, that I state this in the book. The key thing to understand about Medicare is that it is a very good chassis. It is not a complete chassis. And that's the reason number 1A, which is that if you continue to have medical or medical cost, healthcare cost, if you continue to incur those costs, the federal card alone has no maximum limit. So in a very bad year, you break your, you know, knee re knee joint replacement in March, knee joint replacement in in August. Well, those are two separate situations that can be costly and you end up having to, the costs keep running if you have only Part A and Part B. Remember, every Medicare Advantage plan must have an, a, a maximum out-of-pocket limit. And under Medigap and the most popular plans, you're only paying for the Part B deductible 198 and then Medigap pays for the entirety, as long as the medical, the healthcare services you have received are deemed as necessary and appropriate by the CMS. Okay, so you need to be careful here. The last point here is for those persons who have been delinquent for one reason or another. So who are you? If you have not enrolled in Medicare Part B correctly, for whatever reason, and I'm not, you know, the list and the, the oddities of the different combinations I've personally seen on why people don't enroll in Part B is too varied. There's no real good pattern. It's like a bunch of one-off cases with just reasons that don't really follow a pattern. You know, I've had a person say, well, I don't believe in insurance at all. And then waited until 75 until he required open heart surgery. And then found out after he started getting the bills, oh, I should have enrolled in Part B, right? I've had persons, other persons who wanted to be very, very conservative, meaning they didn't really know how good their employer plan was. They wanted to have part A and part B no matter what. So, you know, that kind of thing. Um, now, and they found out, for example, that situation 
you know, they came to that conclusion when they were, you know, 67 years old. Well, here's the issue is that normally you can enroll in Part B every January through March, which is something that used to be called the general enrollment period. That general enrollment period has also been extended, and this nuance, this extra feature has not been well publicized by the CMS, by the Center for Medicare and Medicaid Services. You can still enroll in Part B, okay? This is for those persons who have not enrolled in Part B when they should have in the past. Your effective date will be July 1, and at that point, you can enroll in a Medicare Advantage plan or a Part D plan. <coughs> so the all of these, so I think that we can agree, uh, should be self-evident to you, that these are some pretty flexible options that people have during the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, they're you know, as all of these special enrollment periods, they are giving extra flexibility to consumers, not taking flexibility away, right? They are giving flexibility that did not exist under normal circumstances, which is kind of my point about trying to defang or demystify Medicare as a whole, which is people just think, well, you know, it's this, it's not that, it's not this, it's not that, it doesn't do this, it doesn't do that. The reality is, is even though the rules are complicated and they can seem complicated to many, once you actually understand the way they work, the only conclusion that you could draw, or not the only, but my main conclusion is that the consumers are well protected, meaning that your flexibilities are very great, greater than in other financial matters. Well, there's one last catch. It's not a catch. Well, there is one thing to remember. You know, this kind of flexible window doesn't last forever. The deadline is June 30th of this year. June 30th of this year. It's not July 1st, it's not July 2nd, it's June 30th. Now, last little consumer tip here before we end the pod. Don't mess around with the last date. Because what's happening also is there is red tape on the receiving end. Okay, so under Medicare, you you kind of have basically two challenges. Number one is you need to understand the rules and how they work and find out what best suits you. And the second parts have to do with, okay, we need to actually apply successfully. We need to make sure all the applications and enrollment process has occurred, as well as the after after policy, you know, service. Okay. And so there are limits to the things that I could write in the book. Meaning that, you know, I wrote Maximize Medicare to deal with the first portions, okay? And I, but what I do every day is I help people shepherd or I shepherd people on the second portions, right? Which is make sure that all of these other steps to actually execute, execute to get to the Medicare configuration that you want. One of these and step number one within that group of things is 
don't mess around with deadlines. And the simple practical reality is that the receivers are, which is Social Security Administration and insurance companies, okay? My main concern is about Social Security Administration, not because the people are not well-meaning, etc., but you have to remember that local Social Security Administration offices very likely to be closed. So now you don't get to look someone in, uh, in the eye and explain their situation, have them, there's not a give and take, etc., and we have seen alarming percentage of errors and delays. So I don't encourage people to wait until June 29th to do this. That's it for today. Be sure to go and subscribe to this podcast and give it a five-star rating. It's important to get a high rating, apparently. I know nothing about this stuff, but from what I understand... The fact is that if there's a higher rating, that more people are likely to be able to discover this podcast. So be sure to subscribe. You can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere you enjoy your podcasts. I'm Jay, author of Maximize Your Medicare. Thanks for listening.